0: After
1: 39 long years, the Cup is back home! The Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 22 of Bruins Beat, brought to you by CoNS Radio. I'm Mike, joined alongside Jason as always. And the Bruins are on uh, the California trip right now. They get their last game against the Kings today, Saturday Saturday night. And the California trip has not gone as planned as... A lot of fans and media members probably hoped that would be the Bruins would do a little bit better, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. But the first thing I want to get to is a little bit of surprising. It's been a slow week for Bruins news; nothing really major or breaking has happened. But the one thing that did happen that kind of caught my attention was the the Bruins called up Frank for Toronto on an emergency basis, and David Craigie did not skate Monday before. The game against San Jose Sharks and that cut my attention because I talked about Krejci last week and how he needs to step up and he didn't skate the other day and Claude Julian said, oh, he, I think he should be good to go. We'll see because he skated during the morning skate." But that just goes to show you that Krejci's playing a little bit dinged up right now and I you have to be a little bit cautious if you're the know Bruins to see if it's if it's kind of serious to maybe hold him out a game or two because the Bruins are going to need him in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you know what? You guys all keep on saying the Bruins are going to make the playoffs. This schedule, this isn't set yet. The Red Wings can still come back. The Red Wings do have a game in hand. And the way the Bruins are playing on the West trip, it wouldn't shock me if the Bruins fell back down a poll or two. They're
1: going to make the playoffs.
0: No, they're not. Well, I'm not going to say no, they're not, but I have my doubts. Still. You're
1: still having your doubts? Yep. You, you, you flip flop more than anyone I know.
0: I'm not, I didn't say they're not going to. I'm just saying I have my doubts. You just said, you just I don't said think, they're not going to. I'm gonna not going to say they're not. You just
1: said they're not going
0: to. Yeah, I took that back the moment I said it because that was going too far. I, I have my doubts, but it's... They'll make the playoffs possibly, but who knows? You can't predict, predict it with this team. Yeah, they have to stop this losing streak first.
1: It's only been two games.
0: It's gonna be three after tonight.
1: Well, what if they win tonight?
0: I'll be shocked. If, what
1: if they get a point, and then then you'll be back.
0: If they get a point, if they get a point tonight, of all nights, I'll shut up about they not making a playoff thing. They, they, but it's the Kings. You're talking about the schedule the way that it's played out.
1: Yeah, I know it's the Kings. Obviously, no, I don't think it's gonna look, be very, you know. I think the Ducks
0: and Sharks game pretty much speaks for itself. Well, the Ducks game spoke for itself, and the Ducks is the, the uh, second team in the Pacific. But
1: all I'm saying is Detroit hasn't really been playing great hockey as of late. The Bruins still played Detroit one more time this year at home. I think the Bruins will be able to hold off Detroit. You you would
0: hope. They should be able to. I'm not going to say that they can't. Well, after, you would hope. The, but it's not, it's not all said and done yet. After
1: this California trip, Things get a little bit easier for the Bruins.
0: Yeah, they got the Rangers and the Panthers. It does get a little bit easier because the Ra- the Rangers and Panthers are both beatable. But you've seen the way the Bruins play against these teams; they're the same team they've been all season, as are most of these teams. But you can't predict it. You can't predict if a player gets injured or not either, or the way that the team's going to play. You really just can't predict only, it. Only, so I'm going to hold my breath until they actually the make it. The only
1: way this team's not making the, the playoffs is if Tuukka Brad Marchand, or Patrice Bergeron get hurt.
0: Yeah, I, I might agree with that, but I'm gonna hold my breath until they actually could.
1: Like Detroit's next game is against Florida. Florida, Florida they have to. Florida's been great. Detroit has to win that game. They have to win it. You're
0: absolutely and right. And even if Florida loses, it kind of works towards everybody's advantage too. So there's millions of ways, millions of ways this could play out. David Bay
1: hasn't really I been just, playing that well recently.
0: Well, that's the entire everybody minus Capitals, yeah, you know. but that's why I said I'm holding my breath because anything can happen in a matter of two or three games. No, and that's up. And they have ten games to go. Also, so the, the, it,
1: it, the Rangers are on the California trip right now too. So when the Bruins come back to the East, they're playing the Rangers, who both are just playing in California right now. So I think that helps out the Bruins too.
0: Yes, no, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm saying I'm holding my breath because of the, the fact that anything can happen. Anything can happen. You can't predict it. I'm not saying they can't. I agree with you. I think they should make it, but I'm holding my breath. I'm not going to sit back here and make say it's a said, done deal. All
1: right, so we'll have to wait and see about that. We'll see the Bruins fair tonight. We'll get into the, the game breakdown of tonight a little bit later on. But the other thing that caught my attention on this West Coast trip is that Chris Kelly traveled with the team. Uh, for Bruins fans, that remember Chris Kelly broke his leg, his tibia, really early on this season. He had to get surgery. Everyone thought he would be out for the year. To be honest, I'm very surprised he's skating right now, and he, he must have recovered pretty pretty rapidly. Obviously, to be skating, he's he participated in the skate before the game yesterday he, morning skate. Excuse me, he was uh, taking line rushes like in and out of the lines, and I'm very surprised by that. But uh, what do you think about Chris Kelly maybe coming back in the next couple games or so?
0: It'll make things interesting, but he's not going to make it
1: back before the playoffs.
0: And the Bruins have to make a deep run into the playoffs for him to make it back.
1: I think, I think you're wrong. Been hearing. I think he's going to come back in the next week or two.
0: I think that's rushing him.
1: Why? He's, if he's already taking line rushes, what's... He's already taking... He's he, taking contact. He's taking line rushes. Which means when you start taking line rushes... I rush- haven't heard about the contact thing. Has that changed since yesterday? Well, he hasn't taken contact since yesterday?
0: Well, I, from what I heard from the news on Friday, he hadn't taken contact. He was just skating with the team. But I might have heard differently from you.
1: Yeah, maybe. I haven't heard anything about him taking contact. But I just, I just saw him taking a little bit of line rushes and like joining in on the, the three on twos and stuff like that. So I was, I assumed he was able to take contact. No, what, so. No,
0: from what I, from what I've heard, and this has been um, all over media. I was, I was paying attention to it the to the other day. Even the media saying he will not be back for the for the regular season. He hasn't taken contact yet, and they think that the Bruins have to make a deep run to the playoffs. Like go two rounds for him to make it back. That, that if he makes it back any sooner, that would be rushing him, or he wouldn't be ready. But I could be completely wrong on that too.
1: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that because. I mean, he did that, but that's why I was surprised he's even skating, to be honest. So that's why, if you, if you, it's good to see him skating, but you got to add,
0: add into the fact that he's got to get his strength up and get the conditioning up. He hasn't been in any action for the entire season, just about. We got to keep that in the back of our heads.
1: Yeah, it's very good point there, and uh, I I was kind of hoping he came back just because I was hoping to get Brett Connolly or you know Jimmy Hayes out of the lineup. Both Jimmy Hayes was a healthy scratch last night. And I just think Jimmy Hayes and Brett Connolly have been two moves that Don Sweeney has made that just haven't panned out this year for Boston. And I think Chris Kelly would have been a great guy to put on the fourth line, have a good depth forward who knows who's responsible and knows what he's doing on the fourth line. Kills Pelnie's. And uh, I never thought I would say this, but I was actually looking forward to hopefully him coming back to get Connolly out of the lineup.
0: I think you see, but I don't think they'll get Connolly out of out of the lineup. Come on, you know how quiet is with this fourth. With, uh, four well, he just
1: moved him up to the third line last night, so he get
0: yeah, see, he
1: gets rewarded. Yep. And it. it, it I'm not going to go just, there. I, the Bruins. That I don't know. Brett Connolly just really grinds my gears as a Bruins, as a Bruins fan, as a Bruins media member. I just don't understand how Brett Connolly gets regular like, you know, shifts in the NHL. I would rather someone from from Providence come up and take his, his spot because he he yeah, l- contributes nothing. That me. one's
0: on, that's on that's on Claude. And Frank Bertrand should be in the lineup too, but yet, no.
1: Frank only contributes nothing to this team. Absolutely zero. Zero. And this
0: Bruins team really grinds my gears. This entire team. But it is what it is. We've already been told we got to deal with it from the, from Neely, so. What can we do?
1: I know, I think it's, this is going to be a really big offseason for Boston, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see about that. I hope, I hope Neely and... Sweeney aren't just, you know, spitting fire there and actually are serious, or if they're just trying to like calm down the media members after the trade deadline. We'll have to wait and see, but I'm hoping for a big offseason. Uh the next thing I wanted to touch on too quickly is uh David Paschnik. I think David Paschnik has really been playing a lot better lately. And he's he's been scoring he's been scoring goals. He's been he's been really noticeable in the offensive zone. And I know he's a young player, he's only nineteen, I know he's still gonna turn the puck over every now and then and he's going to get knocked off the puck a lot easier than a lot of other players because he's still young and he's still skinny, but I think Pasternak's been playing really good for the Bruins, and you can see he looks like a difference maker every time he's out there in the offensive zone with the puck.
0: Yeah, no, I was going to say I agree with that. I think David Pasternak's become one of those solid offensive players that you need, along with a good defense, but you have to keep in mind that, the way Claude Julian is coaching him, every time he makes a, makes a mistake, he gets pushed down to the third line and the fourth line, which I don't think is right. You have to kind of let the kid play through he that. Has,
1: he's been playing at these. He's been, Claude's been better about that recently with Paschnik, which I like.
0: No, it's a good thing that he's been better with it, especially on this West trip, because he's got to let Paschnik not come out of that. But for a kid who was coming off the injury, who struggled the first half of the season, he's been very impressive.
1: Yeah, he's already passed Brett Connolly in goals in probably half the games.
0: Yeah, which is a good sign going into next yeah, year. Yeah, which shows
1: how much Connolly sucks.
0: Yeah, we won't go there. We've been talking about Connolly forever nothing's going to happen until the end of the season. I know,
1: but if if the Bruins re-sign Brett Connolly next season, if they re-sign him.
0: They won't re-sign Connolly. Trust me, they can't. Media If they do, they'll ha- I'll have no excuses.
1: I know, but if they do, I might I might have to spend an hour on this show just bashing the Bruins and bashing Neely and Sweeney and Everyone else for for even remotely thinking that Brett Connolly is going to contribute for this team next year.
0: He's not going to, and they won't resign him. They better not. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'll be with you on they, that. And they better they not. but
1: not. if they do, I might just have to, you know.
0: Yeah, I'll bash this team with that if they do.
1: All right. So then, Connolly and Hayes
0: are the two players that need to go.
1: So the next thing I want to discuss re, uh, briefly is um, Brett Marshan is, is kind of cooled down a little bit. Obviously, he was on like a goal-a-game, two-goal-a-game pace, and he was literally right scoring almost every other game for the Bruins. And it seemed like every time the Bruins had a goal, it was Brad Marchand. And you knew this was going to happen. You knew you couldn't keep up the, that goal every game pace, and it was only a matter of time before. He had a little bit of a dip. I don't think he's he, – he's still playing well. He's still getting opportunities. He's still doing what he can for the – like, he's still doing almost everything you want from him to do, except he's just not putting the puck in that net recently. So the Bruins have 10 games left. 10. That's not a lot of games, you know. Brad Marchand has 34 goals right now. He needs 6 goals in 10 games to get to 40. You think it's going to be doable for him? Nope.
0: Me neither. Nope. He, he made a fair shot. I think he can hit 36 or 37. He won't hit 40. Yeah, I don't think he's
1: going to get 40 either. I was hoping he hit 40 just because it would have been great for Marchand. Obviously, it would have been great for the team too, but... I just think with ten games left, six goals, he's gonna have to go on another. He's gonna have to score like two goals a game, pretty much, or like go on the pace he just had recently. Where every time we talked about the Bruins game, and he, he was scoring.
0: Just from looking at the schedule, you can tell that he's not going to do it. I mean, they can they couldn't even put up a goal on the Ducks last night. Yeah, but
1: Frederick is going to play really well. The Bruins didn't play as bad last night as as the score indicated, and even though Anaheim was the better team, I mean, I, I know. I, the Bruins had the opportunities to score. I think Anaheim's goalie played really well.
0: Yeah, but what about those first two goals he gave up in the first period? Well, Gustafson couldn't hold on to the puck. That's goal attendance mistake. Can't really blame the team on that one. And that missed the first goal.
1: The first goal went off McQuaid out front, and then kind of snuck by Gustafson. So both both little goals that the Ducks scored like within the first five minutes. The first one was kind of like a fluky off off someone and in, in type goal, and the second one was Gustafson couldn't hang on to the puck. So. And it was 2 nothing until the third period. And the Bruins kind of took control of that game for a little bit. And they had opportunities to score. They just couldn't find a way to put the puck in the back of the net.
0: No, and that does. It shows improvement compared to that 6-2 loss in Boston. But it really it shows you the strength of the West.
1: Oh, yeah. The West is really, really good. Really good. Everyone knows that. The West has been the, the dominant conference for quite some time now. They've won five of the last six Stanley Cups. I mean, even though it's both been... Los Angeles and Chicago. Anaheim was right there last year. They went. They lost the game seven to Chicago in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Jose, uh not San Jose. St. Louis has always been a tough out for Chicago. They've always seemed to have a deep series with them. So, yeah, the West. The West is really good.
0: Yes, and that's and you know what, and that's what's going to make it interesting because the Bruins do have to play Chicago and St. Louis in the next couple weeks.
1: I'm not that worried about Chicago.
0: Chicago doesn't really worry me. St. Louis is always a tough Ch- team. St. Louis, is,
1: St. Louis, I think, is plays the style the Bruins don't really match up with anymore. Because remember when the, a few years ago, the, the Bruins were a big, heavy, and physical team. I don't think the Bruins are as physical this year as they have been in a couple in a few years past. So I think playing Chicago is more like an open-type skill game where St. Louis kind of comes ready to take the body. So I think... That's why I'm not worried about Chicago. Obviously, I would be worried about Chicago, like scoring wise, because they can score, obviously. But that's why—that's what I mean. I think the St. Louis game is going to be the tougher game, meaning physical wise. Oh, I
0: know. I agree with that. That's what—that's what I was insinuating. That Chicago and St. Louis, the St. Louis game will be tougher, but they're still going to be tough games. Oh yeah, two no, games no, no doubt about
1: it. And uh, I think that Black, Blackhawks Bruins game is going to be on NBC on a Sunday, so that will be fun to watch. Yes, it will be for sure. But. You just kind of touched on it. The Bruins have the toughest remaining schedule for the remaining teams, I think, in the whole NHL. Because you figure they still have the Kings tonight. Their next two games are against the Rangers and the Panthers. And as you stated um, before, they still have the Blackhawks to play. They still have the Blues to play. They still have to play the Detroit Red Wings. So, So think about it this way. They lose if, if say let's just play hypothetical here.
0: They lose the Ducks, the Sharks, the Kings, the Blackhawks, and the Blues. Those are all games that they, could, they they could possibly lose. The schedule doesn't necessarily work in their favor if the other teams that they need to lose start winning. It's it's that's why I say it's not said and done yet. Now, if Boston beats Detroit on in in April, Boston, Detroit won't stand a chance. Um. I know Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are playing three games in the next few weeks, so oh. that's not said and done. It's, it's it's gonna be a crazy finish. Yeah, but
1: you're you, you looking at it this way too, right? So they play the Kings tonight, the Rangers and the Panthers, and then they have Toronto and New Jersey. Those are both very winnable games. I know the Bruins have kind of been up and down, but those are two both very winnable games. They're winnable,
0: but the Bruins if the Bruins play to the level that they need to play, and then they have St.
1: Louis and Chicago. I think I think one of the, one, one of those, of those two. two. Then you have Carolina, Detroit, and Ottawa to close up the year. Both with very, very, winnable games too.
0: They're all very winnable, but you've seen this Bruins team the entire yeah. Season. I have,
1: but the recently they've been playing a lot better.
0: Recently, but this is what they do. They go, they're, they're streaky, so you can't predict whether or not they're going to play better the entire rest I mean, of the year. I mean, I play think better. I think but you you, there's no predicting it. I think in the
1: past, um, the past few weeks they've been playing a lot better overall.
0: Yes, overall, but you still you still got to keep an eye out for that. There's nothing guaranteed. Even if they play better, you can't determine the level the other team's going to play against them.
1: All right, since the trade deadline, the Bruins, I think, have played really well. They beat Calgary. They beat Chicago. They lost to Washington in overtime. They beat Florida. They beat Tampa. They lost in overtime to Carolina, and they beat the Islanders. No, they've they've
0: played pretty these well. Past, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that they have played worse. They have played pretty well, but you still you still can't predict these it. These last two games, have been the only we two games tried. they've
1: lost in regulation since the trade deadline. And
0: mm, that was the first yes, time they no. lost
1: back to back games in regulation. i think. and, and it's and it's the
0: worst than it was expected. But you know, like I said, you can't predict it. You don't know what team's are gonna show up or what's gonna happen. I'm just, I'm telling it's just, you, that, I'm not they've saying been
1: playing better for the last three weeks.
0: Yeah, and they have played better, but that doesn't mean they're gonna win.
1: What do you? This is the la- They only lost these last two games since the trade deadline. D- yeah,
0: no, they the only lost The overtime. Lost to the Hurricanes. They should have won. And the Blackhawks. It was a good matchup game.
1: It doesn't matter about the matchup. It so if so, can I make an excuse for the Kings tonight? That's a good matchup game against the Bruins because the Bruins played last night. But if no, but if, if
0: the Kings played, the Kings played last night. No, too, So it's fairly. They didn't. Oh. oh, Then the Bruins are screwed tonight.
1: So should I just pencil it in for a scheduled loss? So if the Bruins, so the Bruins are automatically going to lose tonight. So you can't, if the Bruins lose, you can't say anything bad about
0: it. Yeah, pretty much. I would agree with that one because it's going to come down to how they lose. But if they play hard, I'll be okay with that. Yes.
1: So this, this is um. So I think the Bruins—they're going to play well tonight. To be honest, I didn't say they're going to. I don't think they're going to win, but I don't think it's going to be obvious. It shouldn't. be.
0: I don't think it's going to be a nine-to-two game. Right. I would say.
1: They played the, they played the, I'd say it's gonna be more like
0: the Ducks game. They played the
1: Ducks game tough last night. I watched the whole game. And because I was obviously I wanted to dis- discuss it today, and I was hoping the Bruins didn't because when the Bruins lost to the Ducks 6 2 back in Boston, the Ducks literally dominated that game. Like they were all over the Bruins. The Bruins found a way to score a late goal in the third period or something to make it like more respectable. But I thought no, the Bruins scored really early into that game in the first shift, and then the Ducks really took control of that game. I thought the Bruins played really well last night. I shouldn't say really well. I thought the Bruins played well last night and they were competing with the Ducks. If the I'm not saying the Bruins would have should have won or could've the Bruins should have won, but they played them tough and they weren't getting dominated by the Ducks. So that's why I have a little bit of hope. That's why I have a little bit of hope tonight that the Bruins will compete with the Kings.
0: Yeah, but it, 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 that's right. They they will probably compete, but I just I don't know. I have my like I said. I keep an eye out for that, and you see in the way his team has played all season, I'm not gonna guarantee anything until it's clinched, until it's set in stone.
1: All right, so um, this transition here to to break to break down the, the two games the Bruins had this week that uh, in the California trip, the Bruins played Tuesday night against San Jose. This game really bummed me out because I thought the Bruins. this was the best chance for the Bruins to get a win. I thought the Bruins were a better team than San Jose most of the night. San Jose ended up winning They scored a late goal in the third period to take a 3-2 lead on the power play. And um, this game was very, very frustrating for me just because I thought the Bruins had a great opportunity to get a few points. And it, it was going to overtime it was it was tied late in the third period, and they just the sharks were able to find a way to get it done. And, and I'm not saying that the Bruins didn't play bad. The Bruins played really well. The Bruins went down early, one nothing. They fought back to make it two to one. And the second goal by the Sharks score was a fluke. It went off Ryan Spooner's stick and directed in. And that's that's why it was so frustrating to me because I thought the Bruins deserved better in this game against San Jose.
0: No, they did. They that I was like said, that was another good game when they fought hard. And you almost, it's almost like you wish the Bruins just played on the road the rest of the season because they're way better on the road than they are, home, on, they are at home anyway.
1: Yeah, they really are. Twenty-nine. You see 23 it. 23-9-3 and three, uh, away from home, 16-16-5. And, and to be honest, that's that's why the Bruins are fighting for their lives. Not fighting for their lives, but that's why the Bruins are fighting for a playoff spot right now. Because they're 16-16-5 at home. It's not getting it done.
0: No, it's not. And then if they make the playoffs and they have home field advantage the very first round, you almost root for them to you almost root for them to go to the wild card just for the sake of not having to play at home. All right.
1: Just just for just for an example right now, Washington is twenty eight, six and two at home. The Rangers are twenty three eight and three. The Islanders are twenty one eight and four. Florida is twenty two nine and five. Tampa Bay is twenty one eleven and three. And the Bruins are sixteen and sixteen. Yes. That's the difference right there. That's the difference. See, you would think it would be the opposite. The Bruins at home would be 23-9-3 and away from home. They'd be 16-16-5. You'd like, oh, figure out 500-market away from home. Not not bad. But no, they're just abysmal at home for some reason. But came back to that Sharks game, yeah, I thought the Bruins deserved a little bit better fate in that game. And I was just really unfortunate the Bruins couldn't get a point out of that game.
0: No, it was. It was very unfortunate because it was one of their harder-fought harder, harder fought games. I ended up watching that game till the end. And it, it was. It was one of the harder-fought games. It was fun to watch, but again, they just couldn't hang on.
1: Couldn't find a way to score. They had an opportunity to tie it late. David Creechy had a mini-breakaway and couldn't get it done. Troy Crew got a, had an opportunity as, as the buzzer was going off. And Reimer made the save on him. The Bruins were right there, and that's why... I like the way the Bruins are playing. That's why I think they're going to make the playoffs. Because I think the Bruins are playing a lot better and a lot. They've just been playing a lot better, and I have enjoyed watching them play recently because they're giving it all. They're trying, and even though they lost last night to the Ducks four nothing, it was a two nothing game early on. Like as we talked about before, the first the first goal deflected off Adam McQueen into the net. Second goal, Gustafson got to hang on to that. You gotta gotta hang on to that if you want to beat a team like the Ducks, and. I was surprised Gustafson played to be honest. I thought Tukarask would have played, and if I was coach, if I was Claude Julien, I probably would have played Tukarask both games, just because you want to get out of here with a point. And I, I think Tukarask is obviously better than Gustafson, but the Bruins just couldn't find a way to get the puck past Frederick Anderson last night. And it,
0: hey, have you have you done the math this season so far, and what the Bruins have done against those three Pacific teams combined? Well, it was twenty to nine, wasn't it before? It's 27-10. to 27-10. to
1: 10. Yep. Yeah, but those three teams are tough. So I'm assuming a lot of teams are, have a record against them of like 0-3 or something like that, too. It's tough to go to California and win. And the Bruins, even when the Bruins were making the Stanley Cup and had those like big physical teams, it was still tough for the Bruins to go out there and, and get points, too.
0: I oh, don't know. It was tough. I won't disagree with that. But this Bruins team just... It, it irks me, because I remember this team a couple years ago when they played the Sharks and they won that game in the last second, because they just kept on fighting the entire game.
1: Well, yeah, that, that's how it was against the Sharks the other day. They kept fighting, they, didn't, they didn't find a way to score, and that's going to happen sometimes. The other goal made some good saves, the Bruins just couldn't find a way to get it past Reimer to, to tie the game or to take the lead, but... That was like the Bruins fought that's, that's even crazy that's
0: even crazier that Rymer held on to a lead and got us in the end yeah
1: but that, I mean think about it but the Bruins played the Bruins played really well against the sharks
0: which you expected but then again they were on the road too so it's I keep that in the back of my head it's it's two it's two different teams it's Jekyll and Hyde and I actually think that Jekyll showed up in the road and Hyde shows up at home.
1: But I know the Bruins deserve a better fate in San Jose. And last night against Anaheim, I think Anaheim was clearly the better team. I think the Bruins played well. Uh, the third period, they, they the Ducks kind of put it away when they, they scored a goal early into the third period. And they they scored a goal with like five minutes remaining. And the Bruins weren't able to find a way to get it past Frederick Anderson. And I believe that was Frederick Anderson's second or third shutout of the season. And he looks good because the Bruins did have some quality chances to score. Um, as you said, Jimmy Hayes was a healthy. As I said, Jimmy Hayes was a healthy scratch last night. Tyler Randall got into the game for the first time in a while. So Daniel Chara dropped the gloves with Clayton Stoner, even though it was kind of more of a wrestling match. It was good to see Chara finally step up and, and do something and be a leader. Not that he hasn't been doing anything all season long. I don't. I don't mean to portray it like that, but it was just you've been so bad against these teams as against the West. You haven't been able to beat out the West, a Western Conference. I shouldn't say it was a conference team. They haven't been able to beat a Pacific California team from the West all season long. Anderson made thirty-eight saves, so the Bruins were in the game. The Bruins made a, had a ton of opportunities to score. That's why I said that I don't think the Bruins played as bad last night as four nothing indicates. They just couldn't find a way to score.
0: No, that's no. And you know, I'm looking at the stats, and it does. From the stats, it shows that it looks like, looks like they played the better game. But it's just shocking that, you know, the de- the defense is just not there for this team. No,
1: but we've been talking about that all season long.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think it's going to be rough. When, when even when they get in the process, they'll think it's going to be rough. Well,
1: yeah, I'm not. Say-
0: we can debate this another I'm not, day. I'm not but... saying
1: it's going to be easy. I mean, you, you know, as I, you know, I know that the defense is horrible. I've been saying to get defense all season long. I've been asking the Bruins to trade Louis Erickson for defense. So I, I know it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a grind, and I think. That you know, Gustafson has to make some saves that. So Gustafson has to make some saves last night to help out the defense, and he just didn't do it.
0: Speaking of Louis Erickson, I've heard this going around on Twitter. Should the Bruins really consider resounding Louis Erickson, or should they just let him go? i let this him season? go. Okay, I'm, just, I'm still on the same page there. A lot of people are beginning to disagree with that, with the way he's playing, but most of them don't realize he's in a contract year. Of course, he's going to play hard to earn his money for his next team. Yeah, and
1: I didn't even. Noticed Louis Erickson was on the ice last night. To be honest,
0: well, you know that in a lot of big games with Louis. That's Erickson. what I mean.
1: Like he, like he's a, he's a oh, he's a good player, but when you need like he doesn't stand out. No, he, he doesn't. Is not gonna. He doesn't deserve a five year, six million dollar contract when he doesn't stand out. I'm sorry, he doesn't deserve that. Even when, nope. even when, like and, uh, I know I'm, try- I'm I'm just trying to compare him to shame because Louis Erickson and had are. The, are the top two left wings on this team, right? You would say that, obviously, they're the two best left wings on this team. And you can even throw Bolesky in there. You can say the top nine forwards. All three of them are left wings. Marshan, Bolesky, Eriksson. Even if Bolesky and Marshan aren't scoring, I notice them doing something every game. Eriksson, I don't. No.
0: No, you don't. In the the big games, Eriksson doesn't show up.
1: And that's why I'd be... Get rid of Eriksson... Bring up for Toronto, see how he does. You move Bulewski up with passionate and Krejci, or if you want to go out and maybe make a move or make a signing or make a trade to put to figure out someone for Krejci. Fine, and then you bring up for Toronto, you plug him in on the third line with Spooner and see what the kid can do. He has 31 games and he has 31 goals and 31 games for goodness' sake,s down in Providence. How much more can the kid score down there before you give him a shot again in the NHL? I mean, but he could have, he could just be an NHL scorer and and not translate that to the NHL game, but why not give him a year and see if he can do it? The Bruins did th- the Bruins yeah. did it with Spooner this year, and it's working out, and they're doing it with Pashnik, and now you've got to do it with Vetrano.
0: Yes, you have to, and you know what? You just almost have to wonder if the Bruins really need to start making big changes at the end of the season because of the fact that I'm not sure they want to go into next season the same way they played this year.
1: I, I would hope not. I would hope.
0: And I still, and I would still consider
1: moving the. Coach. I would hope not. So, have zero and two this week. They have another tough game tonight against LA. We'll give our predictions, even though we both think they're probably going to lose. We'll give our predictions for the Rangers and uh, Panthers a little bit later on. But Jason, I want to just do a quick exercise with you. I don't know if you if you saw this week the, um, the NHL was talking about expansion. Did you see this? Yes. And what the with expansion is they say they a NHL team is going to be probably in the NHL around 2017. And that teams will be notified of what is going to happen with their team because they're going to have an expansion draft. And what the expansion draft is, Darren Jagger put up on TSN, that it's either going to go one of two ways, where uh, every team will be able to keep seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, or eight skaters overall and one goaltender. Explain that again to me. Okay, so they are going to have an expansion draft, which means the team can't just, you know, be an AHL team. They're gonna have th- the NHL is telling general managers around the league that they're gonna be allowed to. S- it's kind of like saving them. You you keep them. They're, they're they're untouchable. So you have you'll be able to save seven forwards, three defensemen, one goaltender, or the other option is going to be eight skaters overall between your forwards and defensemen, just eight and then one goaltender to keep and have the other team not be able to draft in an expansion draft. So if you're the Bruins, right. And, and cause they're going to find out, they say this June, it's going to be known what, what the rule is. It's gonna, if it's going to be seven forwards, three defensemen, one goalie, or it's just going to be eight for eight skaters overall. And I was thinking about this and I, and I've been doing. I've been doing more of the eight skaters because so I feel like that's what's gonna be like eight skaters, not seven forwards, three goaltenders. I mean, three defensemen and one goalie because I feel like that's gonna limit the other team to like literally only third line players and bottom pairing defensemen. And I don't think that's fair to an expansion team. You just have them come in and kind of suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel I've been going. I've been thinking in my head it's gonna be the eight skaters and one goaltender. So. I've been doing this out in my head, thinking about oh, who would I if I'm the Bruins, who do I keep and make untouchable for an expansion draft? So obviously I come up with I came up with Bergeron, Marshan, Krejci, Pashinick, Tori Krug, Colin Miller. I have six right now. Six. And this is where it gets a little tricky for me. You could you have Boleski that you could save, you have Spooner, you have um Adam McQuaid, you have Louis Erickson if the Bruins re-sign him. There's a lot of, you know, give and take there with the seven and 8th spot that you want to save. And I was just thinking, if you, if you could save 8 Bruins for this team, obviously Tuka Rask would be probably the goaltender because I don't think you'd save Malcolm Subban, so I'm assuming Tuka Rask is your goaltender. What 8 skaters on this Bruins team would you save?
0: Okay, I like this game. Um, I would save Bergeron, Bulaski, Krejci, Krug, Spooner, Martian, and McQuaid. And
1: McQuaid, so you wouldn't save Colin Miller?
0: Oh, I'm looking at the Bruins roster on the website. Colin Miller's not even on the roster. I would keep Kevin Miller, uh, Colin Miller.
1: All uh, right, yeah, so you, you did it over. You, I.
0: Like he's not really even on the uh, roster; he's out and done. In right, the but I think
1: if this expansion team happens, it won't happen until twenty seventeen. I think he'll be on the roster by then, so that's kind of why I'm basing it off of Colin Miller. But I understand your point. So you're saying McQuaid over just because Colin Miller's not on the roster right now. So, but you're saying yes. if Colin Miller was on the roster, you would you would keep. Colin.
0: I would. Just, I would save Colin Miller, um, and I would also. Trade out David Krejci for Frank Vitrano. I think that's nuts,
1: time. but we'll have to wait and see how Vitrano plays before we actually say that's nuts. So we will give. Uh, that's why I'm saying
0: if, if, if it's the what a scenario. If it's not Frank Vitrano, then I would obviously keep Krejci.
1: Right. So we'll have to wait and see Vitrano. I just think David Krejci is crucial for this Bruins team. Um, the one thing I want to get to uh, in the around the NHL news that you and I are talking about. Uh, Tyler Sagan injured out uh, three to four weeks. Um, where it partially cut Achilles tendon, and you know Tyler Sagan was obviously was having a great year. Um, fourth leading scorer in the NHL over the past two seasons. I think he's fourth in the NHL in scoring this year, or third or fourth behind, you know Jamie Benn and Tyler. I mean, and Patrick Kane. Uh, this is going to be a big injury for Dallas because they're fighting for home ice in the Western Conference, and. Obviously, you would want home ice when you're playing teams like St. Louis and Chicago in your own division. And without losing one of your big guns there, it's going to be very difficult for the Stars to overcome.
0: Yeah, no, and it'll definitely be difficult. I mean, we've got three weeks left in the season, so by then you would think Tyler Sagan should be able to heal up by the playoffs. But I've heard this. I've, I've been kind of thinking this from the time that the Bruins beat the Stars. That the Stars are a different kind of team. They're more of a speed and finesse team and not really a toughness. I think the Stanley Cup's gonna go to a team that's about toughness this year, anyway. So I don't see the stars going far. I can see the stars getting upset early. Anyway. Yeah,
1: I can obviously see that too. But if you're the stars, you have ten games left, and you're at ninety-three points. St. Louis is two points behind, and Blackhawks are three points behind. So you have St. Louis, Chicago, and Dallas all f- with ten games left, all fighting for you know home ice. And if you're if you're Dallas, you want to win the division because. That way, you let St. Louis and Chicago beat the crap out of each other, and you play a wild card team. But you know, if this injury could, you know, kind of derail that.
0: No, it, it does. It definitely derails that, and it's tough for the Stars. But if the Stars keep fighting hard, then they should. They could still win
1: it. They could, but I just think it's going to be really tough for them. The next game against the Islanders. I think they have a uh, a lot of tough games. I think they have a few tough games coming up, and the division's very, very tough too. So. They they need. I think if the Dallas wants to make the second round of the playoffs, they need to finish first in their division. They need to.
0: They need to for sure. But I think even if they finish first, i I'd be I'd keep an eye out for the speed and finesse thing. See, yeah, they play they'd be in the playing Colorado. Round. Okay, then they would win.
1: So Colorado or Minnesota, they're kind of battling out for the for the final spot. I'd be more worried about Minnesota.
0: Although Colorado would be the Colorado would be the surprise team. I'd say keep an eye out for too. Uh
1: I'd be more worried about Minnesota if Minnesota could someway, somehow squeak in and get by Colorado for the final wild-card spot. But
0: I mean, look in the East. Look at Philadelphia in the East. Yeah,
1: I was just going to bring that up. You said I mean, that you've been on the record saying you think Philadelphia is going to make the playoffs because Carl Drew is coming back. You said they're going to get hot at the right time. And Philadelphia has been shot out of a cannon recently. They have been on fire. They've just beat the Blackhawks. They just beat um, – Detroit and Detroit's in the in the wild cards final spot right now with eighty one points with seventy one games left for them. Philadelphia is has one point less with two games in hand. So all Philadelphia has to do is win one of those two games in hand and they're back in the playoffs. And the Flyers have been playing tremendous hockey as of late.
0: And they have the Penguins coming up for three games and the Penguins are without Malkin. If
1: they so play the Penguins, three times. I think the
0: Flyers can easily do it. And they play them three times. And I think the Flyers can easily get in. I think it's the Penguins that need to watch out.
1: Yeah, and the Flyers are 8-1-1 in their past 10 games. It's pretty, pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, I just, you know, you look at that rookie goaltender, Shane Gostisbehere, Not goaltender, defenseman Shane Gostisbehere, And you really, you have a team that's developing for yeah, sure. Yeah, they are
1: developing. Philadelphia could be the team flying hot. The One thing I would be worried about if I'm a Flyers fan, though, is the defense and goalie. is goalie, the goalie, the goalie has been playing pretty well. But their defense isn't really as good. Their Bru- the defense is kind of like Boston's, where you look at their def- defensemen and you just go, "These are their defensemen." So we'll have to wait and see about the Flyers. But they're hot right now. They have good for- they have good forwards. They have obviously Drew Simmons, Braden Shen. So Flyers are a team to watch out for for right now.
0: Let's just see if I were the Bruins, the Flyers are not are not a team I'd want to play the first round in playoffs. No, definitely
1: not. Flyers seem to be coming on at the right time for obviously for the playoff push. So another thing I wanted to get to and, um, that I saw on Twitter, obviously, was that, like as you just said, if getting Malkin's out six to eight weeks, and this is a tough injury for Pittsburgh because I think this, Pittsburgh is going to go nowhere in the playoffs now without Malkin. Six to eight weeks is tough. That's about two months. The playoffs are going to start when Malkin's still injured. This, I think Pittsburgh can chalk up this year as a loss.
0: I mean, they fought hard since they fired their coach. I will give them that. But I don't think – I think that, you know – Detroit's going to probably squeak in because Detroit's known for that, and I think Pittsburgh will be the one that's left out with the three games in hand again. With the three games against Philadelphia, Philadelphia plays well.
1: <laughs> yeah, excuse me there. I just think the Penguins, even if they make the playoffs, aren't going to go far. They're going to be playing either Washington or Florida or Tampa or Boston, and I just don't think Pittsburgh's going to be able to match up.
0: No, it's not. It's, I mean, you saw them play Boston a few weeks ago. It's a tough matchup game without Malkin for sure. because – all the top defensive pairings have to do is shut down Crosby. Yeah, that's
1: because they, they don't have any other offense really besides Crosby.
0: Exactly. And, I mean, they got a good young team going into next year.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think they'll be a lot better next year. But I think this year is kind of, kind of a lost cause right now.
0: No, for sure. And you, and you would hope that the entire Eastern Conference is better next year.
1: Yes, definitely. So, um... Another thing I wanted to touch on quickly, too, is the salary cap in the NHL is rumored, rumored, I know it's only rumored, projected to be $74 million. Um, it, would have to do, it says it would have to require the NHLPA to use its inflator cause. If the players are more in, inclined to escrow payments, the cap would likely remain flat at $71.4 There's a tweet from uh, Scott Cullen from TSN that says, there are 15 teams set to spend more than $70 million caps this year. So that million dollars does matter. So clearly, as you see, uh, if 70, if the salary cap does go to 74, it would benefit almost every team in the NHL. Because if, if 15 teams are spending 70, $70 million-ish and the cap stays at 71, that's tough. Because that means a lot of teams are going to be having to make tough decisions on their rosters.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be really tough. And it's going to be tough for the West, it's going to be tough for the East, but... It's, it's going to really be tough for the Bruins, too. It's going
1: to be tough for every team.
0: So, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and which players they get cut off the teams and which players stay.
1: Uh Yes, definitely. So, uh, also, com- coming to the NHL next year uh, out of the GM meetings in Boca Raton, Florida, they have them every year, the GM meetings, and goal equipment will be going – will be decreased next year with the focus on the chest protectors and the pants – and making them a little bit smaller because obviously goaltenders now are absolutely massive. It's crazy how like big goaltenders are on the net now. And obviously, the NHL wants more scoring, so they are making that switch next year. They are decreasing some of the goal equipment, and I think this is a good move.
0: I think it's a great move for a start to see if that brings in more goals next year. But that means next year, we won't be able to, we cannot complain about the goaltending if a teams give up three or four goals a game. No,
1: but I think that's what the NHL wants. Is to- but that's what that's what we want. That's what the fans want.
0: That's what the NHL want. Four games are exciting. Oh, they are. High scoring games are exciting, and with the size of the goaltenders these days, I would definitely start with decreasing the goaltender equipment for sure, and seeing how that yeah, plays out. Yeah, it
1: doesn't seem like a bad start at all. See how it works. If it doesn't work out, you have to figure out something else. But why not just start with that and see how it goes?
0: Exactly. It's like you kind of started going back to 1980 again in those years. The equipment was a lot smaller. Right.
1: So you know um, just you know, also, you know how I was, you know, complaining about the the offsides rule and uh, and how you can't even tell if it's an offsides, the referee has to look at some stupid small camera, some tablet inside the, the scorer's box to see if it's offsides.
0: Yeah, rumor has it they're putting go cameras on the blue Correct. line. Correct. They for, uh, the going to add uh, blue
1: line cameras in time for the postseason. So that way if a coach challenges it, they'll have better camera angle to see if it was offsides. Thank you, NHL. It only took you 72 games to figure this out. There's been numerous calls this year with, you know, bad calls that's gone against teams. You've had three big coaches in the NHL, John Tortorella, Claude Julien, and uh, Joe Quinnville of the Chicago Blackhawks, complain about this rule, about we don't know what's a goal anymore, we don't know what's offsides anymore. And finally, the NHL is doing something about it. This should have been done weeks ago. Weeks and months ago, it should have been done.
0: No, it should have been done. But you know what? I guess when it comes to the NHL, I'm sure they've had it in the back of their head not to make a change during the season and just to wait till the off season.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But like that, that's gonna be done a lot sooner. You're gonna know that if if this rule is ca- causing games to be, you know, decided by that call on the ice. It's it should have been done a lot earlier. It should have been put. It should have been done before the season even started. Okay. Well, if we're gonna have this offside, rule, so we're gonna to have to have a camera on the blue line.
0: I see. I'm, I I still think that the NHL needs to get rid of the offside rule completely and just call it loosely. Solves all the problems. It needs, it, it, the NHL doesn't need to get that technical. No,
1: I, I wish they would. I wish they would kind of let it like loosely too. Like, like the the goals that they're calling back for the Bruins, with like, oh, his skate was off the ice, but he wasn't over the blue line. I think that should be allowed to be a goal.
0: No, I agree. Because he tried to stay, because that person would have tried to stay on side. Right. You're talking a couple of inches. What does a couple of inches matter?
1: Right. I agree there. And um, the last thing I want to touch on around to the league is uh, it's almost almost a foregone conclusion that we will have no Canadian teams in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. That means a Canadian team will not take home the Stanley Cup again this year. It's not gonna happen. I think
0: it's shocking that there's no there's no Canadian teams, which means. How much of an audience are the NHL playoffs going to have without Canada even watching? Because who knows how many Canadians are just going to watch these games. In the
1: Western Conference alone, the the four worst teams in the Conference are all from Canada. Yep. Winnipe- it's Winnipeg, crazy. Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Oh, man. How, like, that's so bad. No, it's awful. It's then you awful. have Toronto obviously it's- tanking.
0: That was that's playing. They they want they they want Austin Matthews as part of the play. Uh, then you have, although Toronto's been playing better. Yeah, Wait. they have both
1: the young guys playing. I don't think they know any better. That's why because they're all young and they're trying to prove themselves in the NHL and they're trying to do whatever it takes to have a roster spot next year. I believe so. I think that's why they're playing better.
0: Which is why I watch out for them when they play the Bruins.
1: Uh, also, you have Montreal who uh, is not making the playoffs unless they win pretty much their next ten games. But even I don't think,
0: not I don't Mont- even Mont- think that will Mont- get them into the done.
1: playoffs because only put them at seventy two points in Detroit has eight
0: carry carry price yes. is still all
1: right. Yeah they're done. Ottawa has seventy four points. So if they won out every game they would get them to eighty four points if they won out the as ten games no they would get them to ninety four points but uh, that's just I just did that math horribly long. That's why I was a communications that's why I was a <laughs> communications major, not a not a stats guy. But if I think Ottawa and Montreal would have to win out to even have a chance at the playoffs. Or go, like, 9-1 or, like, something along. But
0: that's not no, going to happen. Not. I mean, Boston plays Ottawa the last game of the season. I'm sure it'll be a hard-fought game between both teams. Well, and also a
1: problem with that, too, is they're playing each other tonight. So, I don't think they're going to they're gonna be able to go on a run like that.
0: No, they won't be. Not the no, so schedule. the Bruins
1: schedule. No, so not the Bruins. The, no Canadian teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's going to be all teams from the United States of America. People are going to be like, "Oh, well, there's Canadian players on the team." Yes, I know that. I'm just saying, a Canadian team in general has not brought home a Stanley Cup in quite some time now.
0: No, it's it's cra- it's crazy because it's been all the American teams, and most of, those, and most of it's been LA, Chicago, and Boston. The last yeah, six last years.
1: six years has been like that. So I'm glad for the um, I'm glad for the United States teams to be honest to get the cup because I think with the United States teams becoming better, is becoming a better sport in this country. And we're trying to generate more people to watch the game.
0: Yeah, know for sure. And I mean, with the with the there being no Canadian teams, they're gonna practically lose the audience in Canada because who's gonna want to watch the games with no Canadian teams? I think they'll even watch even the it. games
1: because they're very diehard fans up there. They, they they just like to watch hockey. But I I it wouldn't it won't be it wouldn't be as much if say if Montreal or Toronto were in the playoffs. Correct. So you're going to lose some some members out of the audience. I don't think you're going to lose all of them.
0: No, you won't lose all of them. You're definitely lo- you'll definitely lose a pretty good share of them. All right,
1: Jason. So the Bruins have three games this week, upcoming games. The, you know, Los Angeles tonight, to finish off a California trip. And they play the Rangers on Wednesday in New York. And they play the uh, the Florida Panthers at home on Thursday. So the Bruins have a back-to-back coming up after a long road trip. Um. So three games this week, Jason. Obviously, we already know they're going to be zero one after tonight. Uh, what else you got for the Rangers and Panth- uh, Panthers?
0: Call me crazy, but I'm going to go two Oh man, I
1: think the roof is caving in. The sun is just shot is the sun is shining today. I don't- I'm
0: going to probably end up wrong too. No, uh, man. I
1: can't. Jason is calling for the Bruins to win two games in a row. I can't believe it. Cannot believe it. Usually, I'm the one that does this, and you're usually the one that says zero and three, or they'll be lucky to win a game, or something along the lines like that.
0: I said zero and three. With, I said zero and three last week. I'm so far so good from last week.
1: Yeah, so far you so good I mean? with that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think the Bruins are going to win tonight. I, I'm just hoping if the Bruins could somehow squ- find a way to squeak into overtime or something, I'd be happy tonight uh I up... I just don't even see that happening
0: <laughs> it, it's it's la is in the west it's 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 insane the Pacific division is insane yeah it's a
1: very tough division also I'll
0: be happy if the Bruins don't give up five goals
1: yeah it's a good point there I think going to have to stand on his head tonight and play very well so we'll see how tus fares I think the um, the Bruins are gonna go one one and one
0: one, one, and one. Like they're that.
1: gonna lose tonight, and I think they're gonna beat. I don't know who they're gonna beat. I, I want to say they're gonna beat. They yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think and they need Florida. Be... I think they're gonna lose in overtime to the Rangers.
0: The Rangers will be. Yeah, a it's gonna battle.
1: be a battle. The Bruins have played them um, twice this year. The Bruins have won four to three, and they lost two to one, or something like that. So both those games, you know, tight one goal games, it's gonna be a battle. You know how the Rangers play. The Rangers have solid defensemen and Henrik Lundqvist and net, and the Bruins usually. Tru usually plays well against New York for some reason, so it's gonna be a battle, like you said.
0: Yeah, but it, it'll be a fun to watch battle. You know, Rangers sure. game
1: has always seemed like fun I, to watch.
0: I'm just pretty sure I'm gonna end up wrong in this, but I, I have to go two and one just because it's a gut feeling. I got yeah, do and they're this this going some
1: wins, so I don't think it's really that crazy when you think about it.
0: No, they need it. They need if they go zero and three on this road trip, they need to come back and find some way to rebuild the confidence. Right, and they, like as you West said, trip. they've
1: been good on the road too. So I'm just gonna give them the benefit of the doubt there until they come back and put the Rangers tough if they lose tonight.
0: If they go zero and four on this trip, my tone's gonna change dramatically because it'll be not only zero and three against the West, but then you add another game against against an Eastern team and. My tone will probably change big time, but if they can beat New York or take me well, out to time, teams I'll change, I'll... are
1: easier for the Bruins to play against than Western Conference teams, as we found out throughout this whole season.
0: That's why if they lose, if they lose in New York, I'm gonna change my tone about the way that the Bruins are playing. I mean, yes, they've been playing well, what they need the New York on the road with the way their record is. They need they should be able to beat.
1: Yes, ex- yes, exactly. Logically. So Jason has found the light of day and is projecting the Bruins to have a winning week this week. For probably since the first time in in, in weeks, I, I can't even remember the last time Jason picked the Bruins to have a winning week. I can't even remember the last time I picked the Bruins to win. That's so I'm going to say one, one, and one, and I'm going to hope that Jason's more right than I am. But it's going to be a tough week for the Bruins, starting in Los Angeles tonight, and the Rangers and Panthers, three playoff teams, three teams that are pretty high up in the standings. So it's I think if the if the Bruins lose all three of these games, Jason will have. A reason to uh, to talk next week about not making the playoffs. But if the Bruins win one of one of these games or get win two of these games, I think it's going to be a foregone conclusion the Bruins are making the playoffs.
0: You said it's not set in stone until it's done, but this week is a big week. And if they if they can win at least one of these games, it should inch them closer towards making the playoffs and inch them closer towards being pretty good in their yeah, this own. Week, this
1: division. week's massive, massive for the Bruins. That Rangers game is going to be massive. Game. It's is yeah, as we saw with Roberto Alongo, is was that stiff. But, yeah, this is a very, very tough week for the Bruins. They have 10 games left. The Bruins need to start getting some points again.
0: No, they need it. Otherwise, the uh, Red Wings, who are very capable of coming back from where they are, especially with their game in hand, say, you know, like I said, that what-if scenario, the Bruins lose all their games this week and the Detroit wins at least two. It'll give them the advantage. With Chicago and St. Louis coming up the week after, so it's just a lot Definitely to pay attention I to, to.
1: So, well, and I hope for that, and I hope for a good week. And uh, that will conclude our our episode of Bruins Beat for CoNS Radio. Uh, don't forget to like uh, follow us on Twitter at MikeSena22 at JasonBarkley91. Also, don't forget to follow us our Twitter page for Bruins Beat at Bruins underscore Beat. Uh, like us on Facebook, and also you can get us on iTunes, right, Jason?
0: Right, you can look us up on iTunes at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast, and you can find us on their app, CLNS Radio. Also, before we end the show, I'd like to give a shout out to the group of people on Red Sox Beat.
1: Yeah, a great Justin show Moore, over there on Red Sox Beat. With,
0: with baseball season starting up, definitely tune into that show because it's going to be a very yeah, what, interesting year for the Red Sox. Day or something like that,
1: a little bit over three, two. Wow, wow, huh? it's coming two. right down to it. It's crazy, y'all quick baseball sneaks up on you.
0: No, it does. It sneaks up it sneaks up
1: quickly. But yes, go listen to our friends over there. They do a great job, great podcast. They've had some great guests on the past few weeks to discuss breakout potential, potential breakout stars, Red Sox record, who's going to be the MVP stuff along the lines like that. Please go give them a listen. They're good. They do a great job over there. Absolutely.
0: And with that, we're going to end the show. And like I said, we need to hope yeah, the Bruins massive, have a big week this week, week because the they Bruins.
1: need it. We got to we gotta. hopefully the Bruins can get a win or two on these next three games because if the Bruins lose all three, look out below because the Bruins will have six game, six or seven games left and they're going to need to put the wins together. So big week for the Bruins. We'll talk to you next week. Hopefully you listen, hopefully you listen next week as well. Um, go Bruins. Go Bruins.